Today on the podcast, we're talking about the practical tools and mindset that you need to be a successful music entrepreneur. And I've brought on several surprise guests to explore the topic. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, hey, this is Brie Noble, and I want to welcome you to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. And if you're an avid listener of the show, you've probably noticed that we've been on like a three-month hiatus, and there is, I promise, a really good reason for that. And that is, if you've been watching me online or been connected with me on social media, you know that we just opened up for registration, the Profitable Musician Summit 2019. Now, if you've been around my community, you know that I did a Profitable Musician Summit 2018 last year. It was a huge success. We had some amazing, amazing experts teaching musicians all the ins and outs of making income as a musician and the different income streams. And this year, I wanted to focus on profitability, which means both sides of the equation income and how can we cut our expenses and just be smarter with the money that we make. So because the summit is such an all-consuming experience with doing all the interviews and lining everybody up and scheduling and getting sponsors and all of that, um, I took a break from the podcast, but I'm excited to be back and I am looking forward to sharing with you over the next several episodes some sneak peeks into what you'll get during the summit. So you'll even learn some things while listening to these podcast episodes. But my goal is to really whet your appetite for wanting to register for the summit because, hey, why not? It's free and you don't have to go anywhere. It's all virtual and online. So why not learn from all these 33 world-renowned experts that you usually would have to go to a conference, um, you know, fly, stay in hotels, all that stuff to see, or you'd have to pay thousands of dollars to be in their courses. So this is a real treat that you guys get to experience and learn from all these really knowledgeable music industry and financial industry experts on the summit. And I guess I can't see any reason why you wouldn't sign up for it. So if you're thinking, okay, Brie, you had me at free, you had me at 33 world experts, Where do I sign up? Just go to ProfitableMusicianSummit.com and enter your name and email and you'll be all ready to go when we start on April 22nd. And as we're gearing up for the summit, I've been doing a whole bunch of other people's podcasts and writing articles for different blogs and just as much as I can to promote the summit. And I've got to thank my PR agent for this, Arielle Hyatt of Cyber PR. She's done such a great job getting me some placements and just helping me expand my network. And, you know, she can often get 
into places that we can't just because she's got so many connections and she's built those up over so many years. So I want to shout out to, to Ariel Hyatt and Cyber PR for both her PR services and all the things that they teach. Um, she especially teaches things like social media and crowdfunding. She's got books on the subjects and she's also creating different uh, lab courses on these subjects. So definitely go and check out cyberpr.com. If you're a musician and you're looking for help with your PR or wanting to do a campaign, they are definitely a top choice. And if you want to learn something from Ariel, who's been in the business for all of these years, she can teach you PR, she can teach you social media, she can teach you crowdfunding, which she's done and written a book on. So she's a great source for all information in relation to kind of promoting yourself online, cyberpr.com. Now, with that being said, I want to jump into talking about what is going to be our first subject on the summit. On day two of the summit, day one is going to be our opening party with all these great giveaways and surprise guests and things like that. It's going to be live. Day two is all about the foundations of being a music entrepreneur. Because all the tactics and stuff we're going to teach you during the summit aren't going to work if you don't have the right tools and you don't have the right mindset. And when I mean tools, I'm talking about like your business model, how you think about your business, how you pull in different income streams, how you organize kind of the the way you run your business, whether you have people working with you and that kind of thing. And so I'm going to bring in some of our guests from the summit for day two with some golden nuggets about how you need to think of yourself as a business person, how you need to organize your business to be the most successful and profitable. So then we can move on to all these amazing marketing tactics and other income streams and cost cutting measures that we're gonna talk about in future days of the summit. This particular day of the summit is jam packed. It's actually our fullest day because we had so many important foundational topics that we needed to cover on this day. And we're going to start with a perennial favorite, Graham Cochran, the founder of The Recording Revolution. And the great thing about Graham is that he's been running The Recording Revolution for a really long time now and helped so many musicians learn how to record from home at a high quality level. But also he also helps entrepreneurs to build their business. So he's kind of seeing it from both sides, from within the music industry and from without the music industry. And he really has a lot of insight on how to run your business in a way that doesn't drive you into the ground, make you crazy, burn you out, but also leverages what you have as far as your talents and your time to make good money from music. So I, I, I kind of hate the word hustle and the trend of like, you know, you just got to hustle to make your business grow, you know, grind it out, um, hustle, hustle till you're successful, basically. And what people mean by that, it's kind of popular now. Like it's like we're proud of ourselves if we're hustling, we're out there hustling. We even mm -hmm. call our small businesses side hustles. Um, I, I, I find that the word is, is, is a poor choice of word. And if you look it up in the dictionary, it, it usually refers to prostitution, um, swindling, <laughs> stealing money from people forcefully. Uh, there's no really good 
context when you read any of the definitions in Webster's for the word hustle. So it was a negative word for many, many years in the English language. We've, we've used it as a rebrand for what I think it's just a rebrand for workaholism. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I, I, what I mean is I think people, I think hustling is lazy because it's the easy thing to do when you don't know what's strategic. And it's very popular for people to say, okay, I need to get this business off the ground. So I'm just going to do all the things and work as hard as I can. And I like hard work. Hard work is a very, very noble character trait. It's how this country was built. Hard work was one of those tenets. Frugality was another. Um, But hard work is great. That's why there's other words that I'd like to use. Hard work is good. Being diligent, that's a better word than hustle. But hustle is generally this frantic, I'm doing all the things and they're, they're, they're posting about all the stuff they're doing. What that is, is a lack of discernment. That's like, let's just spread my bullets out wide and shoot at everything and hope that I hit something. And that's way lazier. It takes more effort to, in the initial stages to sit down, do some research, learn and figure out what activities are actually going to help me achieve the result I want. And, or looking back in the last year, let's say you're freelancing or you're a musician, what in the last 12 months actually led to income, what activities and what were dead ends? Cause we don't knock it out of the park all the time. None of us do. So if you analyze what you've done and say, you know what, if I'm a musician, let's say 80% of our gigs came from talking to that one person or being on that one social channel or, whatever, if you sort of see the discrepancy of where most of your results came from, wisdom would say and diligence would say, let's just stop doing all the crazy and just focus on the one or two or three things that have been proven to lead us to where we want to go and just double down on those. Um, so I'm actually not working nearly as hard. I'm just working smarter on the few things that are more strategic for me and my goals and what I want to do. Uh, people would be surprised to, to know how much more successful you can be with working less if you did the initial homework of researching and being strategic. That's why I say hustle is laziness because people are sort of proud of I'm putting in 50, 60, 80 hours a week. I don't think there's anything to be proud of. I think it's much more respectful to only do the smart things that are necessary. Then you free up more time to do the things that are valuable to you in other ways. Maybe that's raising a family. Maybe that's being involved in your community or your church. Maybe that's volunteering. Maybe it's, maybe it's just getting more sleep because you're <laughs> under-rested and overworked and you need to take care of your body. Um, hustle is, is, is just a sad state of our culture in America, at least. And I think we need to go back to a little more strategy. Uh, but it's not a popular thing to talk about people it's more popular to actually tell people to hustle we actually want to be told if you just work harder you'll achieve it that's such a, a ethos that's so deep in us so people that say just work 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 hustle 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 actually do well because the the crowds love that um it's actually a weird thing to tell people to slow down do less but do only what's strategic and that's what i'm trying to help people do and speaking of strategic we have randy Churko from make money with music and he helps people figure out multiple income streams that they can use in their musician business. But the important thing that he talks about is you don't just want to throw all these income streams together and you know not figure out which ones are working for you. He has a whole system for finding the income streams and then learning how to tap them and then what you do after that. 
tap, boost, and reduce. And I want to go into each of these and what they mean. With tap, we talk about assessing where you're already making your money. So that's just where you're starting from. And then you determine which of the 300 plus revenue streams you can add to this. And naturally, once you start actually double clicking on all the revenue streams, which there's no way I can, I think, even do justice by listing them in the little time that we have here. Uh, that's why we had to write a book and that's why we have other materials to do this kind of stuff. But once you double click on that, you're like, oh, wait, I can do this. This one's in reach. I can add it. Once you have a set of income streams that you're happy with and you're pursuing, that's when you think about boosting it. That's when you think about growing sales and the percentage share of your customer's wallet, really trying to get more of that when people come out to shows and when people are online and experiencing anything that you're putting out. And of course, growing your audience and sales demand, putting all that together. There's a lot of techniques for this. There's pricing techniques, there's marketing techniques, there's PR techniques, and there's a release strategy that you can put behind it to get more out of it. Again, this is very structured. This is the kind of thing that any musician can do. And it's something that makes sense that once you actually have more sources of income to tap, how to boost it will make a lot of sense because you'll see what your fans actually like. The thing that most musicians don't spend enough time on, unfortunately, is reducing the amount of money they spend. It's very easy in that equation. You can make as much as you want. You can always spend more than you make. That's very easy to do. So we suggest not going crazy even on the tap part of it. Make little experiments and tests before going all in. Reduce your costs and drop what doesn't work. And then we've got Deborah Russell, who talks about business management for the creative mind. So she understands that we musicians sometimes resist the business side and we just want to go back to making music. And she wants to make it easy for us to get on board, to understand and to know that we can do the business side and it's not going to crush our creativity. It's only going to enhance that because we're going to be able to find ways to expand our business without us having to be involved in everything. So my mission in the world is to eliminate the starving artist paradigm. I envision a time, say 2000 years from now, when um, some archaeologist is digging up a, a, a archaeological site and they come across a well-preserved newspaper and they brush it off with their little brush and um, lo and behold, it says, starving artists, and, and the one archaeologist turns to his uh, assistant and says to her, I don't understand. They didn't feed their artists? <laughs> what is up with that? So that's, I want it to be so foreign that it, it's completely left the lexicon. The concept of starving artist is gone. That's my mission. If you have learned anything, you can learn anything. And that's all business is. It's a set of skills that you can learn. It's a set of um, <clears throat> concepts and ideas that you can learn. So it's not, will it take some work and effort? Absolutely. But just think back to how hard it seemed when you first started playing your instrument and how uncomfortable your fingers felt on it and how odd and self-conscious you felt. 
but that passes, right, with practice and study. So all of these things can be shifted because they're really not true. People have these sets of beliefs that aren't really based in reality. So the truth is you can make business fun. You can make business work for you. You can be really good at marketing and sales because you believe in what you do. And you just really need to learn the skills in order to do these things effectively. I absolutely love that analogy that she uses about when we first learned to play our instrument. And some of us, it's been a long time, right? So it's hard to remember back to then. But you know, how we felt, how we felt like we're never going to get good at it, how we felt like we were just plodding along, making a little bit of progress. And then all of a sudden we have some kind of a, you know, a breakthrough. And for me, you know, is thinking back a little bit more recently to when I learned to play and sing together, because that was something that didn't come naturally whatsoever. And I had to work really hard at it. And I had to use two parts of my brain at the same time. And it's kind of like what it is to have a music business. You have to use your business brain and your music brain, and you have to learn how to use them at the same time. And sometimes you're using more of one and sometimes you're using more of the other, but you can't completely throw one of them out. You know, while I'm playing and singing, I can't stop thinking about the fact that my fingers are on the keys and moving for very long or I'll screw up. And if you stop thinking about the fact that you're singing, then you might forget the words. So I think that's a really great analogy. And I love the whole way that Deborah goes through and helps us understand how to build a business as a creative. So I hope these really whet your appetite for day two of the summit. Besides these three speakers on that day, we also have Sherry Hu talking about the business model of subscriptions and memberships. And I'm sure many of you are familiar with Patreon, but she talks about some other options for that and how you can really base your business around that. And then Greg Wilnot is talking about how to use search engine optimization to make sure that people are visiting your website, finding what they want and connecting with you you better through your website. And I felt like that was really foundational before we get on to the other marketing topics that we're going to be covering on day three. So that's what you have to look forward to on day two. And that's just the beginning. It's a 10 day summit. So imagine all the value that you're going to be getting over those 10 days. And of course, you have 48 hours to watch each of the interviews for free. So, you know, you could pick and choose the ones that are really interesting to you. Some of them are presentation style. So they've got slides. It's almost like going to a webinar or a masterclass. Some of them are just me talking with them and really going deep into a lot of the questions that I know you guys would want to ask. So I try to get into the brain of you guys, the summit attendees, to make sure that we're getting as much information as possible. So if you are ready to sign up, go to ProfitableMusicianSummit.com and just enter your name and email and you will be set and ready to join us for our opening party on April 22nd, where we're going to be giving away a whole bunch of amazing 
um, offerings from our speakers, anything from signed copies of their book to mini courses to coaching calls and more. So last year we gave away so much great stuff and and people were so excited about being able to win that stuff. So um, that is going to be on April 22nd. So go sign up uh, www.profitablemusiciansummit.com and make sure you're ready to join us for that opening party. So I'll be back on other episodes coming up with more sneak peeks into the summit. Cannot wait for you to hear a little bit from each of our amazing speakers. Until then, just get prepared for an amazing 10 days, April 22nd to May 1st on the Profitable Musician Summit. Hey, this is Bree Noble, and I am so excited to introduce you to my upcoming online music event, the Profitable Musician Summit 2019 the only global music event to focus 100% on helping you to make and manage your money so you can finally get on the path to profitability. You'll learn from experts like Carrie Cole, Graham Cochran, Ari Herstan, Ariel Hyatt, Rick Barker, Indiepreneur, and so many more. Just go to ProfitableMusicianSummit.com to register to get your free ticket to the biggest virtual music event of 2019. Last year's summit was all about increasing your income. This year, we're teaching you how to make more money and keep more of what you make so you can confidently become the CEO of your musician business. It's time to get smart, get profitable, and get back to making music. The summit includes 10 days of amazing sessions, plus a live opening and closing party with surprise guests, tons of giveaways from our speakers, and more. So don't miss out. Go to ProfitableMusicianSummit.com, register for your free ticket today, and I will see you at the summit.